This is Thriving Thoughts, a podcast that teaches you how to change your thoughts so you can change your life. I'm Dr. Sherry, clinical psychologist turned thought coach. In each five-minute episode of the Thriving Thoughts podcast, we will discover one lie we believe about ourselves, others, or the world that lures us into a surviving mindset. Then we'll learn the truth that leads us into a thriving thought world and to bring Bridge the gap between knowing and doing, I'll teach you one practical thought tool you can start to use right away. Consider me your personal thought coach and each episode your personal thought coaching session. I want you to thrive, to grow, flourish, and prosper. And here's your first truth. If you want to thrive, you have to choose to do the work, the daily deliberate work of changing the way you think so you can change your life. Welcome to the Thriving Thoughts community. Let's get ready to speak truth over the lies so we can thrive in any and every circumstance. If I offered you an extra $150 in your pocket every week, what would you do with it? Would you save it for a rainy day or use it to pay for that luxury item you've been daydreaming about? Most of us wish we had extra money, but the truth is we'd likely find something else to spend it on so that the extra money wouldn't be extra at all. It'd be gone like the rest. Now, what if I offered you an extra 15 minutes to add to each day? Would you breathe a sigh of relief, drop the bath bomb in the tub to soak, meditate, take a walk, read a book with your child, have a phone call with a friend or exercise? Or would you fill that time with more worrying and more work? The lie that we don't have enough time is pervasive and astonishingly so. For we cannot scientifically argue with the truth that each of us has 24 hours in a day and a whopping 168 in every week. Yet we go on giving ourselves permission to live in a fantasy land. We believe that others have more time than we do. We think it must be nice to have time to go to the dog park every day. Or as a friend of mine recently shared a ghastly remark at her family holiday table, I wish I had time to sit around and make pies for the holiday. Time is the one thing that could be the great equalizer, yet it's just one more thing we use to compete with our fellow human beings. Why? I believe the answer is a cross between two basic human needs. We want to be seen, to be understood, to be validated, and we want to be excused from the effort and discipline required to affect the change we say we want to see. And if you want to be seen, understood, validated, you're probably using phrases like those that start with, I wish I had more time to, it must be nice to have time to, or I ran out of time. And by using those phrases, you're lying to yourself. Odds are, if you had more time, you'd fill it with your current habits, not with new ones. But secretly inside, you just want someone to see you and give you permission to stay there. In other words, to say, well, I guess there's just nothing you can do. You literally have too much on your plate. When we look to others to validate our feelings of being overwhelmed, we are subconsciously looking to them to free us from the burden of it all. And those phrases about not having enough time and wishing you could do something about it keep you from seeing that truth. We all have the same amount of time. How you choose to fill it is up to you. If you don't like your life, in other words, if you don't like the way you're spending your time, it's time, no pun intended, to change it. And you're the only one who can. 
In her book, 168 Hours, Laura Vanderkam shares a slam dunk case against our claims that we could do so much more if only we had more time. She proposes that each of us have more than enough time to do the things we say we want to do. We lie to ourselves about it when we don't look at the facts, so she lays them out for us. Each one of us has 168 hours in a week. Off the top, take away 56 hours per week. That's eight hours of sleep per night. The recommended amount for productivity and health. If you aren't doing that, take a listen to episode 135. Then take another 40 hours away for working. You might take 50 or 60 away, but the point's still going to be made here. After you take away 56 hours for sleep and 40 hours for working, you have left 72 hours each week. She says, if you say you want to learn to play the flute, for example, or another example, you might want to spend more time with your kids, what makes you think you'd do that in 73.75 hours per week? That's what you'd have if you had an extra 15 minutes per day. If you're not already doing it in the 72 you do have. If you're looking toward 2022 with hopes that you'll work less, spend time with family more, exercise more, or whatever your fill in the blank is, I invite you to focus on the process and not the outcome. Every day and every moment, ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now aligned with what I say I want? Then you'll stop believing the lie that you don't have enough time and you'll maximize the time that is right in front of you. On Wednesday, we'll wrap up this series with one more critical ingredient to capturing each moment without getting swept away in the next. Until then, speak truth over the lies and you will thrive in any and every circumstance.